The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Work. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both of you are crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are your Philly Sports Bulls. It's Jonesy and Brown here for another week to talk Philly sports with you. That's my man, Mike Jones. I am John Brown. We got a special guest for you today. Let me run down this man's resume, if I may. <laughs> this man is a Temple grad, so that makes him Temple tough. We love we love Temple grads on this show. Temple is always welcome on this show. <laughs> but then for that matter, so is Villanova, so is St. Joe, so is LaSalle, you know, Drexel, you're, you're, you're all welcome on this show. Uh, my man my does mom school. went to Temple, so I, I got a yes. lot of love for them. Yes. <laughs> my, grandma, well, my, my grandma grew up, uh, my grandma lived right around the corner from Temple, so I, I hung out on Temple's campus a lot. I, I didn't take any classes there or anything, but spent a lot of time on that campus. But nonetheless... This man also does sports and news for PHL 17. Watch this man work. I've watched this man grow. It's good to get this man on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest this week, Tyrone Sharper. What's going on, sir? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, man. Hey, man, tell, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you, You're born and raised in this area? You from you from the Philly area? Through and through, man. Born and raised in Philly, man. Lived in Southwest Philly. Most of my life, a lot of my family's from South Philly, so I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time growing up there. And, uh, you know, I'm four for four, man. Philly, six yes. Eagles of Flyers, baby. I bleed it all. So, appreciate you know, that. It's, it's fun to be yes. back home, and it's important. Said you're from Southwest. Where'd you go to school? So, I went to Bartram High School for mm-hmm. freshman year, and then, you know, things got a little rough in the hood. So, mm-hmm. mom no, dude moved us, out, <laughs> moved us out to Jersey, and then I uh, finished up high school out there, and then I came back home, and then I, uh, I went to Community College Philadelphia, went to Temple, and it's TU all day, baby. (laughs) All right. So with that, being from South Philly, Mm -hmm. you grew up fairly close proximity to the sports complex. What point did you fall in love with Philly sports? Oh, man. Uh, It it had to be out. It was probably when I was living in Southwest, actually. 01, mm. Sixers go to the finals. Mm. And, the, and the way our fans reacted, I mean, they was out in the street. They throwing trash cans. <laughs> we didn't even win the finals. We were just going to the finals. And I was just like, yeah, I like this. And so, you know, from there on, I just grown to love every single team. I got into hockey like maybe 10 years ago. Just fell in love with that sport. Yes. So pretty knowledgeable about all the sports. But uh, I'll have to say 01 is where I really started to gain my love for Philly. Okay, so oh one, I have to ask, and we'll dark, circle back to this a little more later. But mm-hmm. starting that love in oh one, how much can you really hate the Cowboys? Uh, a whole lot. You learn that rivalry <laughs> real quick, uh, real, 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 real quick. Um, I got some family members that somehow are Cowboys fans, so uh, and uh, I had I worked for the Eagles for ten years actually as a game day staff member, so. I, I've, I've felt the rivalry in person inside the mm. link, you know, it's, it's a okay. lot of hate there. So for me, um, I, I know exactly what it feels like. And, and I guess you would consider a short amount of time, but it feels like forever. 
Okay, because I asked because you know a lot of people, younger guys, tend to say the Giants are the rival because of the Eli years and such, and it often tends to be the old guys who hate the Cowboys the most. But if you were in the building and felt the hate, (laughs) you've got the full experience. Oh man, I got the full experience, man. Like, shouldn't there be? There should be hate. There should be enough hate to go around. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Like absolutely. Like, like, like people like. You can hate the Cowboys, and and it's not like that means you like the 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 Giants or the Redskin Commanders or whatever you want whatever you want to call them, but like like you should hate them all. I feel they, that. they all suck. I mean, the <laughs> Cowboys, you know, they're, they're worse than every you know they're they're worse than all of them. Mm-hmm. But but it, that doesn't like equate to like love for like the, the giants or, or the, or Washington. Like they, they stink too. They, for, for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, for me, John, I, I use the word tolerate, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, you know, <laughs> I, I tolerate the other teams, right. They don't bother me as much as the Cowboys, but mm. the Cowboys definitely get the most hate the other teams. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, I don't no, like I, them No, I, I, I understand. And, and, and <laughs> I think, the hate for Cowboys fans is rooted in the fact that, I mean, you're you're born and raised in this area, just like me, Mike Jones. You're long, you know, we've we've all lived in this area for a long time. Yeah, yeah. We've all grown up around Cowboys fans, which makes no of sense. all the Cowboys, yeah, which makes no sense because out of all the it Cowboys <laughs> fans, co- collectively, out of the three of us, how many of those people have actually been to Dallas, Texas? I can't. Uh, I, I could probably count on one hand. I would None. guess three percent. Exactly, and that might have been by accident. <laughs> however, however, most of most of the Giants fans I know. Are from that New York tri-state. They're from New York, Jersey, Jersey, Connecticut, whatever. Mm -hmm. Most of the Redskins fans I know are from the DMV. Commanders. Whatever. Oh, oh gosh. Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Look, those two L's we hung on them said I can call them whatever I want. But uh that's facts. <laughs> but but none most of the DC fans I know are from DC. Mm-hmm. Somewhere you know? in North Virginia, Maryland. Oh, somewhere Maryland. North, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A couple of Baltimore people before the Ravens came to town. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they might be Redskins or Commanders <laughs> fans too. The football team. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're fans of the football team. I don't right. know any Cowboys fans. From Dallas, I have to think I would have a little bit more respect for people who grew up around the city of Dallas, who grew up as Cowboys fans. Like I would respect that. Like I actually do know, and you're a Cowboys fan. Then I got no respect for you. I I will say this because I actually do know some Cowboys fans from Texas, classmates throughout college and such, and they're fairly decent people. They're reasonable. But they're not jerks. It's the ones from here that just seem like they're looking. Ironically enough, <laughs> the, the ones from here, they're just looking to be like contrarians. Like yeah. they want to be the dissidents. Mm-hmm. How you grow up on 20th and Lehigh and you were uh, <laughs> a Cowboys fan? That makes no sense. 
then they always got a weird story of how they became a Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm-hmm. man, that's garbage. Stop that, man. Exactly. My uncle's oh. third cousin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, exactly. My uncle bought was me a, a Cowboys fan when I in, 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 bought me a Cowboys football in '92. Uh, you're right. I had a star <laughs> on my ceiling, and that's how I like them. Your, your uncle, your uncle went to Dobbins. So that means you're. That means you're. That means you're a loser. He's a loser too. Bigger loser. Mm-hmm. That means the loser is generational. If you if you got your if you got your fanhood for the Cowboys from someone else who didn't grow up in Dallas, that means you're a generational loser. Yep. That means you're. And at this point now, it's like, look, when the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. Biggie and Pac were alive. Biggie and Pac were friends. VHS tapes. VHS tapes. <laughs> the channel you watched the Super Bowl on went off the air at 2 a.m. They played the national anthem and went <laughs> off the air. That's it. And picked back up in the morning. Hey, man. They, <laughs> I, I, I mean, speaking of Super Bowls, I, I kind of I, – I might be in, in the minority here, but since we won the Super Bowl – the Cowboys fans don't bother me as much. Like their trash yeah. talk. I'm like I'm on ice now. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm just like, all right, well, you go ahead yeah. and talk your talk. All right, cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it. It adds perspective. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because now you're you're. It's not like like I don't have the same conversation with Cowboys fans as I have with Giants fans. No, and no, I feel no. like the the Giants are in a different conversation because they've won a Super Bowl that I can actually remember. Two of them. Two of them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you sure won the, 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 the Giants have won two Super Bowls in this century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like they don't even say anything. It's the Cowboys who now, oh, you got your one, but what about our five? And the first thing I always ask someone now, especially in this social media age, first thing I, how old were you last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl? Right. How many of them have you saw in person? Don't, mm-hmm. don't, brag, don't brag on five rings you don't okay. remember. So mm-hmm. I'm going to age myself for a second. Okay. I'll be 45 in a week and change, about two weeks. Oh. See, I, see I'm, I'm gonna sit there and act like he's real old, like I'm not older than he is. But it's all good. But the, the, the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, I was in high school. Mm. I was a senior. I was a senior in high school the last time they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So. Well, let me let me let me. I I, I got you one better. Last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, I was in college. Now I got a child in college. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said, if if your child was in elementary school the last time the Eagles won a Super Bowl, there's a chance that child might still be in elementary school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just about and, to leave. Or just hitting yeah. school now. Either just hitting it, you know, or, or yeah. somewhere around there. Like yeah. the, my daughter was my, my daughter was in uh might have been kindergarten, first grade, or whatever, but she's in the sixth grade now. Mm-hmm. If you were in elementary school the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, you might have an elementary school student of your own. Right. <laughs> that's how long it's been. But yet that's what they want to talk about. 
But we can't hang on to our one that was more recent than theirs that was like 20-something years ago. It's like, oh, oh y'all won one. Great. It's over. It's old. But now they can this, their, their Super Bowl ring is cracking. Like, it got gold cracks in the whatever color it is. I don't even know what color So what I tend to ask these cockroach fans when they bring up that we have five, because, <laughs> you know, that's the one thing that will survive anything. Cockroaches yeah, and cowboys, cockroaches. Heads, they're everywhere. That is true. But they that's a good point. Everywhere. That is true. That's very one thing true. I tend to ask them when they bring up the five is that's true, but how many of them are possessed by current members of your roster? Yeah. I can count rings on current. I can count like rings earned in Philly mm-hmm. by people on the current roster. Yeah. It's not a lot of the roster at this point because you know Howie is always active. But there right. are some core pieces on this team, yeah, not yeah. French pieces, core pieces that have mm-hmm. Super Bowl rings yeah, in Philly. Right. right, right, right. Yeah, they're, they're most of the Cowboys. Yeah. Most of the Cowboys roster wasn't even born when they got a ring. Ooh, yikes! <laughs> they're not gonna like that one. <laughs> they're not gonna like that fact, right there. <laughs> and and the fact is, it's it's like also they I, most of them don't even remember watching. Any of the players that were in the last Cowboys, like honestly, mm-hmm. you get into it with these Cowboys fans on social media. How many of them really remember Troy Aikman? Right. How many of them really remember? Right. Not Tom. Yeah, not to, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. You you you're you're used to work to Troy Aikman working with Joe Buck, mm-hmm. not Smith, not Michael they, Irving. Right. They know right. Emmett. They know Emmett Smith, the pitch man, Michael Irving from. Mm-hmm. Undisputed, <laughs> man. But, they something else, you know, man. They something. But else. before you know we what? go too far, mm-hmm. no, go ahead. I, I was just saying, like now I'm at a point where you know I can I don't have a problem with giving the team credit if if they're good. It's 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 mainly mm-hmm. some of the fans where I'm just like, all right, I can't talk to you, man. <laughs> I just can't do it, man. I'm oh, sorry. No. And I feel you on that. We'll we'll always say like this is a dangerous team or this yeah. like this team has talent. We still don't trust them. I don't trust their head coach. <laughs> I don't. Tr- right. I don't trust their ownership. But they're a very talented team, and I'll openly admit that. It's sure. Yeah, yeah, it's really. I still don't like them and never want them to win because of the jersey. But I'll openly admit when they're talented and ha- have potential to do something. But they're fans. Ugh. Every year, this is our year. No, it's not. This is not your year. <laughs> like you have the same coach, the, yeah. the same flaws. Why is this year? And, and I think, and, and to piggyback that, it's the fact that Cowboys fans they want to shoehorn themselves. They want to shoehorn their team into every football conversation. It's like you want to sit there. Hey, let's talk about the best quarterbacks in the league. Oh, when you look at the top, you know, it's always going to be Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott. And, <laughs> like, wait, what? You know, it's oh, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? Will it be the Chiefs? Will it be you know? Will it be the Bengals or will mm-hmm. it be the Cowboys? They always get thrown in there, and the media they, does that. Mm-hmm. The media does that. I don't. I, I don't know if they get paid to put them in talks at the beginning of every year, but they do it every year. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, how did we get to the Cowboys making it to the Super Bowl before any of these other? Who, who invited mm-hmm. them? Who put them in there? It's who crazy. said that? And then, and 
And the problem is, is like they they will do that. You know, they they will crown themselves the team to beat, and then when you beat them, that's when the excuses come. Oh, you know, uh, this guy was hurt. Oh, man, why are you acting like this is your Super Bowl? That's that's the thing Cowboys are saying now. Cowboys fans are saying now, oh, this is the Super Bowl to them. No. (laughs) No, it's not. No, no, it's not. It's week nine. Understand this. At this point now, the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl to us. Correct. Because we've been there. We've been to more than one. Mm-hmm. Y'all have not sniffed the championship game. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for Cowboys fans, a week nine game might be the Super Bowl. Yeah. This you know, this this could be their mm-hmm. Super Bowl this, this week. This, could, this very well could be. Yeah. Very well could be. Very well could be. But 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 let's talk the let's talk the actual game. We we know how Cowboys, you know, Cowboys fans act, how they view it. But in the actual game, the player the players that will actually playing what do you see looking for what do you see about this matchup that intrigues you what stands out to you I I just feel like this is a battle of the secondaries right because you know the Eagles obviously you look at their receivers you see what AJ's AJ Brown's been doing he's setting Mm -hmm. setting history right and and he's just been on a roll and I'm just wondering can that secondary stop not just AJ but you got Devontae Smith and then Julio, maybe Julio's a little older, but Julio's still a threat to you. So you can't just be like, oh, that's Julio. He's not Julio of old. So I think for for the for the Cowboys, their secondary is going to have to hold up. On the same side for the Eagles, we know they've been up and down all year long. C.D. Lamb is a receiver I respect all day long. I think the guy's a great receiver. So they have to account for him. You have to account for their tight end on that side as well. So can these secondaries – do their job, and I, and I think that front seven of the Eagles is going to have to get the Dak Prescott as well. Now you talk about the front. You talk about that front seven. I think people fans tend to get a little bit frustrated with that because they know how good it can be, but sometimes it seems like this is very much a like a bend but don't break defense. I hate that. I hate I, it. JB hears me complain every week about the the deep playing back off the like. I get it situationally, but is it just me that has a problem with the deep ten yards back almost like deep snaps? No, like, it's, it's not just you. <laughs> <laughs> you are not alone, brother. It is not just you. I, in that Washington game in Week Four, man, I was screaming in the house watching that game. I I, mm. I kicked the box and everything because I was oh, so, no. because I'm saying to myself, "Why are we playing off like this, man? It's one mm. second left in the game, and we're standing in the end zone. Like you're get that's all they need is they break that point. Mm. So you know, I, I I just hate that they play that way, and you know, it, it's definitely frustrating that they play that type of defense. Yeah, because that was honestly the one thing I was hoping would be a noticeable difference going from Gannon to Desai. We knew they had coming in. We all kept hearing there were similarities in the scheme. It wasn't going to be a lot different. But that was the one difference I was hoping for. And it seems like between guys getting free releases off the line and the ability to – 
Back here, bro. He's a and read Blankenship and how they held up last week against Washington. And how do you think that works against Dallas, who likes to move their best receiver, C.D. Lamb, around and play him in the slot a lot? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, they're going to have to game plan. You know what I mean? It, this is the fun part about divisional games, right? They can go anyway. Right. It just mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You think about I go right back to last year where the Eagles are coming into this this game with the with the commanders. Let me get their name right. The commanders <laughs> coming into this game and they're undefeated and they're rolling and, and it's just boom. They lose, right? And they take their first mm-hmm. loss of the season. And I believe what, what was that, week nine or ten or something like that? Mm-hmm. So it's like these divisional games can go either way. And you know, you know they want to beat us and we want to beat them, but we we gonna have to game plan the right way because I do believe that that you know they are a threat. Now you you call them a threat. You say you say that they're a threat because it is a uh, it, it is a divisional matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, at this like, is who is this a bigger statement game for? The Eagles who are right now seven and one, or the Cowboys who up until a couple of weeks ago people thought were either on par. Well. Cowboys fans thought they were higher, but either on par or higher than the Eagles. Who is this a bigger statement game for? That's a loaded question because there's so many different scenarios coming into this game. I want to say the Cowboys because uh, divisional wise, you got the Eagles who are, you know, two and oh in division. They they, they beat the uh, the commanders twice. Now you got the Cowboys who are kind of hot right now, wanting to prove that they can play with the best coming into this season. You got the Eagles. Oh, they're going back to the Super Bowl. Got a tough schedule, but they're contenders. And it's like, well, we want to beat the contenders. Mm-hmm. We want to beat our division rival. So honestly, uh, on the other side for the Eagles, it's a chance again to prove that they're, they are real contenders because everybody thinks the Cowboys are going back to the Super Bowl for some reason. So for me, I, I think I would have to give the edge in that in that question to the Cowboys because they're five and two. It's a divisional game. They're trying to beat quote unquote the best team in the league right now, which I think is our. You you can argue that because I'm just hard on my team like that, but mm-hmm. uh, and I'm the only fan that can say that. Other fans can't say mm-hmm. that about us. <laughs> right. Only I can say that about the Eagles. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going, you know what I mean? But right now, Eagles mm-hmm. best record in the league. So I think for for it's a statement game for the Cowboys. And to, to that point, the last time the Cowboys saw a team that people were saying may have been the best team in the NFC when they played the 49ers, they got punched spanked. in the mouth. Yeah, they got spanked. So they absolutely, in my opinion, it's the Cowboys who have to prove they can play with the top teams in conference. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Eagles, absolutely. seven and one, the record speaks for itself. You have the best record in the league. Mm-hmm. And the best record in the league. And, and also keep in mind what they did to Miami a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of people thought Miami was that cheek pick. And honestly, if even even with that game, you know, mm-hmm. that high-powered Miami offense wasn't really able to do a lot against that Eagles defense. That's true. So sure. at this point, like, what what could Dallas do offensively that Miami couldn't? My, with the exception of one drive, Miami really couldn't figure out this uh, Eagles defense. Yeah. So yeah. what is what does Dallas have to do differently? Well, I said what coming can they in- do? 
Yeah, I, I, I said coming into this season, uh, someone asked me about, you know, I don't really like doing predictions. That is mm-hmm. one thing that I hate is predictions, especially at the beginning of the year, right? It's the NFL. Anybody could beat anybody on any given day. But I've always felt that coming into the season, the Eagles are the only team that could beat the Eagles because mm-hmm. they have the talent, right? And when you look at this 7-1 record, it kind of proves that point. The, their turnover differential was terrible, but somehow they're 7-1, and one, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of these games that are close, it's because of the Eagles' mistakes. They're shooting their own selves in the foot. The red zone is slow, which means they're getting down there, but they can't cap off the drive so that they can move the ball. So I still think that the team that can beat the Eagles the most are the Eagles. So the Cowboys, what they're going to have to do is, is just it's – no, it's no deep answer to that question. They're just going to have to go out there and want it more – and they're going to have to beat the Eagles. So, you know what I mean? I just I just feel like uh, games like this, the Eagles play really well. That Sunday night game, Kelly Green jerseys, I think they mm-hmm. were feeling it, right? And they were like, we're about to prove that we can play with the best. And for some reason, they step up in those big moments. But when they mm-hmm. play against teams that they're supposed to beat, I don't know. They play down to their to their, to their their level, I think. No, I've, I've seen it. I, def- I have definitely seen it. And I think, you know, if mm-hmm. – Given that mentality, if that is truly a part of their makeup, I think that's what gets them up for this game because it's because it's Dallas. It's a big game. And they know. And I think, you know, this is a team very much in tune with the fan base, with what what the fans think. And everybody knows, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like everybody knows in that in that building how this fan base feels about the, you know, Mm-hmm. The Dallas Cowboys. We yep. talked about, you know, just just the three of us. We talked about it for first fifteen minutes of this show. Mm-hmm. How much we hate them. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think honestly, it's it's based it it comes down to the fact that I just feel like you want to be able to to keep this momentum going. Mm-hmm. You've seen what they've done. You've now hung two L's on the Commanders. So now to be able to move forward and especially given what's coming on what's coming up on in the schedule for this Eagles team. When you look, when you look down the line, yeah, to be able to start this mm-hmm. off with the win against Dallas going into the, going into the bye week, they got, they got the bye after, uh, yeah. after Dallas. Yep. Yep. You want to go in with that type of momentum. It would, it, it would be great to go into the bye week mm-hmm. eight and one, man. Would it ever? <laughs> Would it ever, man? And I, I mean, I think that adds to the moment of this mm-hmm. game. Like we, as as you mentioned, we all know already. Yeah. Dallas week, it's it's a separate kind of week. It's like mm-hmm. take it off the regular season schedule. This is mm-hmm. this is the game right mm-hmm. here, right? Especially that first meeting, because oftentimes that second meeting is is oftentimes meaningless because of the way they put out the schedule sometimes. But um. Yeah, man, I you know I just think that would be great as you mentioned going into that bye week, and I, hopefully we could talk about the schedule. I don't know what kind mm-hmm. of questions y'all got, but hopefully we can get into that schedule after the bye week because I believe that you know the league is saying that that's the hardest schedule. I'm looking at those teams and I'm saying they're all winnable games for the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Every last one of those games are winnable games. There's, there's mm-hmm. no there's no true if if anything, and and this is. And I I say this with with a with a level of context. If anything, the closest thing to a juggernaut in the NFL is the Eagles, and that's not saying that they necessarily are. 
Right, right, right. But what, you know, but what I'm saying is this is the this is the seven and one team. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at a Chiefs team with two losses. Mm-hmm. Looking at a Bills team with three losses. Mm-hmm. 49ers team with three losses. Now it seems to be, you know, sputtering a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you got the Cowboys again. Got the Seahawks who, who are up and down. And at Seattle, back, though, so that's going to be at a tough Seattle, game. yeah. You know, and 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 that's not that's not like I'm coming out here saying, all right, man, the Eagles just going to go undefeated. We're just going to roll through. No, all no, no. Not but, at what, all. but what I'm saying is this does not have to be as daunting as people are making it out to be. I, I agree 100%. Like, like the Eagles going to come out the other, on the well, other side, like 500 or something, you know? Well, the way I would see it, the way I see it is at the start of the year when people were projecting the schedule, you're looking at records from last year, like, okay, these were all playoff teams and such. But at this point in the year, you you may still be looking at some of the better teams in the league, Mm -hmm. but all the best teams in the league are flawed. Mm -hmm. Like, there there is no true juggernaut this year. We can look at the Eagles and nitpick and say, pick. We can definitely pick where all the Eagles' problems are. Oh, Kansas yeah. City has issues. They lack weapons. Mm-hmm. Dallas, we, San Francisco, we, all these teams have flaws. So mm-hmm. I won't use the word juggernaut, but I would mm-hmm. say the Eagles are likely the closest thing to a complete team in the league this year. Oh, yeah. I, oh, 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think for me, it's just for the longest. I mean, before the Niners went on this three three week, whatever this has been for them, because it, mm-hmm. it, it's just strange to see them kind of fall off like that. But it, that just speaks to the flaws that you were talking about there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think the Eagles, like just from paper to on the field, they they have pretty much everything that they need. And then you go out and get Kevin Byard, like. Mm-hmm. Come on, man! Like mm. you got, you guys got a legitimate chance to raise that Lombardi Trophy this year, but you gotta want it. You gotta want it because teams are hunting for you now. You're sitting at seven and one. Everybody wants to beat the Eagles because they hate their fans for whatever reason. We're nice people, man. Y'all gotta relax. Man. I thought you. I mean, I thought you were nice. I thought, look, man, Tyrone. I think you're a pretty nice guy. You know. Thank you, man. I first, appreciate that. I mean, the first conversation we've had was was this week. I was like. I saw I saw you work on Channel Seventeen. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure I follow that guy on Instagram. Yeah, let me just put this out here. See if you'll come on the show. Absolutely, yeah, man. And you're a fan. You're a nice guy, man. I appreciate you. I you know? yeah. Listen, listen. I went out to so I went out to the Rams game, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it, 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 first of all, first of all, I don't know if it came across on television, man, mm-hmm. but that was a real takeover. Like that was a real life take. I thought I was at the link when they scored a touchdown. It was crazy, but it was fans that were that were they were trying to egg me on. You know what I mean? I had my helmet on. I had my jersey. (laughs) I'm just like I got it. I got it right here. I got it right here. I had this helmet on right here. (laughs) They're looking at me like this man is crazy, right? But I killed them with kindness, man. I, Mm -hmm. I I showed them a different type of Eagles fan. So like. I'm I'm easy going, right? I'm not I'm not one to 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 start any trouble. I just like to root for my team, and that's it. <laughs> I understand, and I feel like that's that is another that's another battle, like a, a social media battle, and yeah, it's yeah. especially now where I feel like with social media, mm-hmm. 
with the resources that are available to everyone, now is the 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 best time to point out the fact that this whole thing about the Philly sports fan, it's it's a narrative. It's a mm-hmm. stereotype. You yeah. can go on YouTube and or JB, TikTok or Instagram and find crazy videos but, of fans being But JB, I would also everywhere. say this, I would say also, also say this. Because we know we have a very passionate fan base. We're very parochial. We defend our teams. We defend our fans. So in a like it or not clickbait era, an easy way to, to generate clicks Talk mm-hmm. about the most passionate fan base. Yeah. They'll click. They'll give you clicks just to defend them. They don't have to agree with you. That you just yeah, need the clicks. Yeah, it's an easy narrative to to put to dr- to drive views. In my mm-hmm. opinion, Jonesy, we say yeah, we say it all the time. You you know you look at the Philly fan base. You look at the Philly the Philly market in general. Whereas, yeah. like, we are really a self reliant, self contained argument or 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 group of people you know we talk with one another we don't have we don't have to necessarily rely on people outside of this fan base outside of this area for engagement yeah whereas and i think that's something where i not a lot of markets not a lot of areas can say Mm -hmm. so you'll see uh, national personalities like uh, like uh, a cowherd or a levitard or somebody mm-hmm. like that, they will throw stones and throw rocks at Philly because they know as a whole we'll get into it with them. We'll call yeah. them out but because, <laughs> but yeah, but right. I think it's also because you know we you know we're the fourth largest market in this country, mm-hmm. and people like levitard, people like. Cowherd and guys like you know the people mm-hmm. on Fox Sports, uh, Fox Sports One mm-hmm. or whatever, they don't matter in this city. Nah. nobody cares about them. Mm-mm. Nobody, nobody, we don't, we don't care about the you know. It's Only like, when they're talking bad about us. Yeah, Only bad. It's exactly. crazy, man. It, it's it's crazy. The media has, I think, John, like you said, the media plays a big role in that because, mm-hmm. but it, it's still, it's still like a. Like they're isolating the Eagles fan base because mm-hmm. I've seen so many videos of fans fighting their own yeah. fans and mm-hmm. the things that they highlight for us that gets all this traction and clicks. Like you said, the other they, the other team fan bases don't get it. So I just feel like I feel like we're an easy target because of like you guys said that passion that that comes mm-hmm. out of Philadelphia. So and and, and it's I guess no it's one likes funny. us. We don't care. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and it's just it's funny to me now to see. The fact that it's so obvious that this this is low hanging fruit, this is mm-hmm. stereotype, this is all made up, and for me, it's like trying to, it's forcing people to admit just you know just how shallow it is. People say, "Oh man, Philly fans are the worst. They're the worst." I'm like, you can find, you can close your eyes, find ten clips of crappy Vikings fans, crappy Easy. 49ers fans, crappy Raiders, Raiders fans, fans. Raiders, Raiders fans, fans always fighting each other, man. Cowboys <laughs> fans, you know, you can find you can find that and then it's like I want you to admit that you base your hatred on the Philadelphia fan base over the fact that at a game in 1968 you heard people threw snowballs at Santa Claus. And and they I didn't want you mention to say- Santa was drunk. Yeah, it's like I want you. To, it's like I want you to say that. I want you to admit that, so you can so you can hear how silly you sound, right. because that's what it is. 
It is silly. I mean, there's knuckleheads in every fan base, yes. man. But yes. it, at the same time, uh, I maybe I'm biased because I worked with Eagles fans for 10 mm-hmm. years. And, like, they, I, you know, I'm an Eagles fan myself. They're like family to me. But it's it, we got good people in our fan base, man. Yes. So it's yes. just like – great people. I don't know. They're just going – they're just – we're an easy target, man. It is, it, you know, it, it is what it is. But right. back, back, to, back to this game, back to this game, back to the players and mm-hmm. who are going to be on the field. QB one, Jalen hurts. <laughs> the man that had uh, a purpose before everybody the, 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 had an the, opinion. Exactly. <laughs> I love that exactly. Quote, man. <laughs> exactly. What What are your thoughts on the season that he has had? Uh Man, I, I think Jalen, what makes me like Jalen, man, is his mentality. 90% mm-hmm. of sports is mental, man, and yeah. especially at that level. You know what I mean? You're dealing with so much. So I think I think Jalen did take a step back in regards to his field vision, and I think mm-hmm. that's making him not get the ball out as, as quickly as he would uh, beforehand. So I think, I think that's just the back step. Some of these interceptions we're seeing by Jalen, uh, is because of field vision, but also because he got some bad bounces. So I do think he took a step back, but not by that much because numbers don't really lie, right? So it's mm-hmm. just like you you look at the numbers, you'll see that Jalen is still one of the better corner, quarterbacks in the league. I just mm-hmm. this year he just took a little bit of a step back, and I can't lie, I, I am getting frustrated as as not just a football fan or, or Eagles fan, but also a football fan. How long are we going to keep saying? Oh, we're going to find our groove. We're going to get it together. I mean, we're going into the bye week. We should have found our groove after week five. But I got a lot of love for Jalen as, as a player, man. I think he's tough. Um, mm-hmm. I think he has the right mentality. But I think the field vision this year has really set him back a little bit. So to follow that up, because coming into the 2022 season, last season, there were a lot of questions surrounding Jalen Hurts. And, and you whether, had a lot of questions. Man. Oh, <laughs> I, I did. I, I'll never deny it. I fully so. But I was not the only one. And he seemed to answer just about all of the questions last year. JV, you'll, you remember I pointed this yep. out yep. midway through the season last year. Like, week one, I say Hurts needs to do these things. Week two, I'm coming back saying, well, he did those things. This is what I <laughs> But I still need to see this. We were convinced back, that Jalen Hurst was and, watching our show uh, and then, last year. Come back week three, and he did everything I said he mm-hmm. needed to do in week two. It, it was beautiful to watch the development. But then yeah. seeing a and little we, bit, we were feeling ourselves. We thought Jalen Hurst was watching <laughs> us, man. Yeah, but, man. But then <laughs> when you <laughs> you see a little bit of a step back this year, mm-hmm. my question is, which one do you think is closer to the real Jalen Hurts? Where is that normal normalized level for him? Is it that high of last year, or is it this year? Mm-hmm. Which which one do you think we should expect to see more of long term? Well, I would hope to see the one from last year because <laughs> he took him <laughs> to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. yeah. and was in it was in the MVP talk, right? So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think because of his mentality and his potential, I think the Jalen that we saw last year is more of the Jalen that could be, you know, longer here in Philadelphia. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about coming out and playing the game. Right. So it's like last year, Jalen was cool. That's dope. Got us to the Super Bowl, but we need that Jalen back. And he's just, mm-hmm. he's just mm-hmm. not that same guy this year. And, and uh, granted, 
I'm not saying he's terrible by any stretch because mm-hmm. if you're seven mm-hmm. and one, you got to be doing something right, right? Mm-hmm. Especially this is a league where quarterback is obviously the most important position. That's why they get paid the big bucks. But I would have to say last year, because of the success he had, would, would probably be the Jalen that you know we see longer. But it's all about him putting the work in. And I, and I, I I see that. And I hear you, and I. I feel like he has earned my patience, but I do understand that it's now getting later and later. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I guess probably one of one of the first things that I liked about him was the fact he, he had an ability to to say the right things. Mm-hmm. He always came off as a quarterback who was in control of the moment, understood the moment. Yeah, and it was only a matter of if he had the skills to match his temperament. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I felt like the longer he displayed this temperament without actually displaying the skills, that was going to work against him. Where it's like, okay, this dude just says the right things; he yeah. can't actually do it. But I think he proved himself last year. Yeah, no doubt that you know he he could he could walk the walk and talk the talk. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, okay. Kind of, kind of finding our, our ourselves in these same situations again. Yeah. We're gonna need some things to get better. Yeah, can mm-hmm. can you get them better? You know, it at the right yeah. time. Yeah, and I feel like this this would be a good way to do you know to do it. Coming out against the Cowboys, having a good a good game this week, going into the bye week with a win against the Cowboys would go a a very very long way. Oh, oh, 100%, man, especially as we mentioned with some pretty, you know, some tough teams coming up winnable, but to still tough teams. I think, you know, that that a win on Sunday would be fantastic. And the only thing for me with Jalen, though, just to get back on him a little bit, it's just how much of this is Jalen? You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. I, as an athlete myself. I know I don't care who's on the sideline. You can have the greatest coach in the world on the sideline. They can't play for me. But at the same time, the coach's job is to put his position, uh, his players in the position to be the best, you know, of themselves. So it's like if we stick to a game plan, is Jalen not feeling comfortable with audible in? And it's like, what is our offensive coordinator calling? And is it that chemistry? But they knew each other already, right? Him and Brian mm-hmm. Johnson yeah. already had a relationship. So it's like I feel like they should have came in firing on all cylinders but i feel like right now yeah there's something off between something yeah something two. something's not yeah. something's not quite I, right something's not clicking yeah i think it's affecting his gameplay a little bit and, uh, and i feel like if they could get this play calling down or Jalen just starts going straight willie beaming and changing the play in the <laughs> huddle then you know i I think we could see this team that they keep talking about that they're going to be. Oh, we're going to figure it out, man. We we haven't even reached our peak yet. Like, that's exciting. Like, that's cool for maybe three mm-hmm. weeks. But, like, all right, fellas, we're going into the bye week. When y'all going to figure it out? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's – I'm uh, sorry, John. One more quick question. Yeah. Um, can A.J. Brown do it again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I am so high on A.J. Brown right now, man. I, I play receiver, so I'm just like, I'm just like, yo, can, can anybody stop this dude? Like, can they stop him for real? Because, like, it just – watching him run his routes 
and the way he's able to, to find those open spaces and his ability to catch the ball in traffic, we saw he probably made the best catch all season long on Sunday. I mean, mm-hmm. that throw by Jalen was just an absolute dot. He put it right on the shoulder where only A.J. could go up and even try to get that ball. But I think A.J. is hot right now, and I feel like this secondary I'm not really afraid of. I, mm-hmm. I do, I, Like I said earlier, I do believe that they have to play well to win a game. But if there's a receiving core that could tear them apart, I believe it's the Eagles. I think A.J. can do it again. I mean, this is unprecedented. It's crazy, man. It, this is like I, I don't I don't even know any other way to say it. I'd like it's fun. I mean, he's the first never, person in history to do it. It's crazy. He's the first person in history to do it, and I feel like like I've been complaining about Eagles receivers my entire life. Mm-hmm. You know, there there you know there have been times when they've had really good they've had good receiving cores, but AJ Brown. I mean, uh, let's be good real. Receiving AJ, core. Okay, you had Macklin and Jackson. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about a good receiving core, prior to that, you got to go back to what? Mike Quick and Fred Barnett? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. other than that, you'd have maybe you had T.O. and. Or before Macklin got here, you had Deshaun yeah. Jackson and. Deshaun Jackson and. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of years where it's not even the first guy. It's just. Uh, I, I told you, like, we this is this is my whole life. All right, you know, Jonesy was Jonesy put it out there that he's about to turn 45. I'm 47. Mm-hmm. This is my whole life. You've seen a lot like, of like, like, like Mike Quick and mm-hmm. you know, Fred Barnett and yeah, and yeah. you know, that Deshaun Jackson Macklin Corps should have won a Super Bowl. I'm gonna just put that out there. <laughs> just put that out we, there. You know, you can you, we can blame uh we, we we can blame Jonesy's boy uh uh Chipper for that one. The Chipper, yeah. Uh, the, the Chipper. The chipper. <laughs> right. Uh, Charles. Charles, <laughs> Charles Kelly. <laughs> the UCLA man. Yeah, nah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but but, yeah. but but nonetheless, you know, I I, I saw it get set. I saw it over the weekend. You know, yeah. the AJ Brown trade—that was the move that we thought that To was going to be, and I think that is true in the sense that this is now year two of AJ Brown, and he's still killing it. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. To had he's... blown up the team by this time in his second yeah. year in Philly. He was working his way to. That. He's working I'm his way to Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad you brought that up because the response that AJ had after after making history, right? The first player to ever do what he's doing right now. He he said, man, I, I could be better, <laughs> right? He's like, yeah. I, I, like, I just want to be better. And he's just, he's all about, look, we on to the next game, right? Like, this yep. is dope. But at the same time, like, we got more to do. And I love that, right? Because it's just yeah. like yeah. all of this history, all of these big plays, all of this glory, player of the month. You know, I think mm-hmm. he got named today player of the month. Crazy, like 40 receptions and like, what like nine hundred yards over the last month or so? It's some some crazy like that. So I'm just like to to have that success and still be like, all right, what's next? You know, what 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 are we on to next? Like we still got to attack. We still got to be great. I love that, man. That's that's awesome. Once upon a time, nine hundred yards would have been we'd have been cool for uh, a receiver got that in a season. A season. Mm-hmm. A season. Crazy. Sky gets it in a month, and yeah. I feel like you know people don't understand when i say that as a fan base we were cool yeah had the eagles 
went into last season with Devontae Smith as their number one guy. We didn't see the A.J. Brown move coming, going into that draft. Going into that draft, we thought they might spend a second or third round pick to pick up a number two receiver. Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. That's who Mm -hmm. they thought they were going to take with that pick. And we would have been good with that. So when the A.J. Brown move comes, it's like Christmas. Like, what? Okay, Howie. Yeah. It's like, all, all right, you re- we we doing this. Can we oh, talk you serious, about serious. Can we talk about him a little bit? Yes, by all means, let's yo, talk about Howie for a little bit. Man, man, don't let him talk to my wife, man. I don't know. He, he, he. <laughs> this guy, he's a smooth operator, man. <laughs> my goodness. Yo, what do he be saying to these GMs? I'm just like, yo, hold up, hold up. You, hold up. Because that night when we made the trade, you know, on, on, on draft night, the trade, we don't know what's popping up yet. It just pops up. Oh, trade. There's been mm-hmm. a trade. And I'm just like, why did we trade the pick, man? Who we trading for? What are we doing? And boom, mm-hmm. they like, we got A.J. Brown. I'm like, what? What did he what, say what? to him? I can't believe this. What is he doing? Get him out of here. We can- whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. What? what? <laughs> it's funny. You I, refer to Howie as a smooth operator. I heard a very opposite description of him. A friend of mine living in Nashville after this most recent trade said that Nashville radio was referring to Howie as Suge Knight. <laughs> they, they, they said Suge Knight called and told him they, we, he wanted their safety. So, <laughs> which, which is funny if you see Howie, you know, right. Howie was about five foot nine. But if, In if that, that voice? <laughs> Yo, Howie figure, hey, hey, man. We want that safety. Hey, let me, I'm going to give you a six and a seventh, and I'm going to give you everybody on my team. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Can't get off my phone, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the, the job that he has done over the years, because I feel like that we really, you know, you know, jo- Jonesy and I, we, we pride ourselves on, on, on not running from receipts. You, yeah. you can look at our well, I wanted archive. A, I want how he fired. Yeah. A lot of people did. We were calling for that man's job. You know, plain and simple. We were calling for that man's job. We were Mm. we were going through draft after draft, like, yo, this is trash, man. The J. John and Jalen Rager back to back thing had pretty much sealed it for me. And then somewhere he (laughs) then he suddenly seemed to figure out how to draft. I, I it, it put the pressure on him because yeah, that mm-hmm. Jalen Rager. I mean, look, we talking about Jay Jettis possibly being on this team, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He took Jalen Rager. <laughs> Come on, bro. When when they made the move to move on from Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. and essentially also made the move to move on from Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. I was the one who said they all got to go. Mm-hmm. If we're going to get rid of them, like, don't do two or three. Don't do one of three. It's like, I want Howie gone. I want Doug gone. I want Carson gone. If, they're, if, we're, if, we're, if we're getting rid of them, <laughs> Doug and Carson were of Howie. All of them. Yeah. Doug and Carson were yeah. Howie, so they had to go. Why did Howie get the skate, why, skate by? Why does this man need to stay? And now I'm like, you know what? Peace, y'all. Mm-hmm. Bye, Carson. Yeah. Bye, Doug. I'm good. I got to be honest, man. I, you know what? I'll be out. I fought for Carson Wentz, man. 
I was, I, I was like, nah, man, y'all being too hard on Carson Wentz, man. We don't win that Super Bowl without him. Like, mm-hmm. it, but once they drafted Jalen, I'm like, it, he gotta go because now, mm-hmm. now it's just it's it's a little messy. Yeah, you know I mean, like he feeling some type of way, and he mm-hmm. got Jalen behind him. You got Jalen coming in with superstar potential, and boom, you know, I'm just well, like, all I right, mean, he, he well, got to go. I I feel like that that's that was easy to do because it was like, yeah, be, because you you see Carson being disgruntled, but it's like, okay, mm-hmm. if you still believe in Carson, if you still believe that Carson Wentz could be that guy, the fact that they spent their second round pick on a quarterback should piss yeah. you off. It was telling. I, I thought no. that was a bad. I thought that was a terrible pick oh, until no, <laughs> until I thought using a set. Not that I thought Jalen was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was so much as I just thought you just paid Carson. Why spend that much resources on a quarterback? Until, and I felt that way until about mid season or so when I saw Carson's. As I call it, his mental fragility on full display and the way he responded to the situation. Yep. And at that point, it was like, it's not about your talent. It's it's your mindset. Your mindset, you, man. Mm-hmm. Like Ben Simmons, right? Right. And, and brother, James Harden. Brother, that's, another, that's a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a whole other show. We, we ain't got that much time. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I don't even know how to get that guy's in. I don't even know why I brought that up, man. But I, listen, I, I do want to ask you. I I was a huge fan of his at Penn State. I hate him because he, I hate him in a Cowboys jersey. That's, he talks that's, a lot, though. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, and oftentimes when he talks, he just loves to talk about the Eagles. I'm like, because he wants you know, to be you here. You know, you could come on over here, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, my man Howie get on the phone and start talking to Jerry. You never know how it's going to go. We, but you know, know what I mean? Like, I, like, can we just talk about that matchup? Because yeah. I feel like there's a player who numbers wise gets close to Michael Parsons but doesn't get the credit for it and he plays for Josh the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I already know. Well, well well first first of all, as far as Michael Parsons goes, that speaks to something that Jonesy and I have always talked about in our hatred for the other three teams in our division. Mm-hmm. The fact that they continuously take star players from both of our favorite college teams and puts them on teams that we hate and therefore oh, forcing <laughs> us to hate them. <laughs> I was a huge Saquon fan at Penn State. Exactly. We we talked about the fact that I hate then he went to the I Giants. hate the Giants because they're making me hate Saquon Barkley. Right. You know, and then I hate they I hate the, the Cowboys time. because you've now taken somebody I loved in college. I Yo. loved Micah Parsons. Yo, and I'm not goal, and, and, and I I'm I am very happy with the Eagles draft from that year, but I wanted Yo. Micah Parsons. Oh, I did as well. Man. I, I wanted to me. You ain't gonna like this answer, but you know I, I'm Ohio State fan. I'm, I'm a TU guy, but I've been rooting Whoa. for Ohio State oh, for, a long, for a long, for a long. I didn't know this. Don't don't hang me. Don't Tony, hang up. I, on I, me, I, I, I didn't see. I, I didn't see that. Whoa. Whoa. 
Jonesy, send me a text if you want me to cut this guy off. <laughs> let, let, let me know. Just, just hit me up on the phone real quick. I knew y'all wasn't going to like that one, man. But I oh had to tell my God. You. I'm, I'm tell sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't research that. I, 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 I didn't know. Uh, my, one of my best friends is also an Ohio State fan, so oh, I'm, see, I'm I can stay to, now. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. used to dealing with now. I'm used yeah. to dealing with that conversation. Yeah. He's actually from Ohio, so see, see that once again. There you go. <laughs> see, I'm not from Ohio. I just wanted to go there in college, and I was rooting for the football mm. team, and it didn't work out, so I still rooted for him. But uh, but yeah, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you like Ohio. I tell like I told him. Like, look, if they have the payroll to pay the best players available. And Penn State does it, then you know there's nothing we can do about that. And they've been a situ- they've been in a situation for the last twenty years where they've been able to pay the best players available. No, nah, so no, nah, you're right. Uh, but I, I will say I will say this to to the point that you made, and even you know, you know, college college aside, once upon a time, I can't. I I, I stood behind this mic right here. And said, I felt like the Eagles should keep Sam Bradford and draft Ezekiel Elliott. We don't need we don't need this Carson. We don't need to trade up and get this Carson Wentz guy. They did it. <laughs> we need to get Ezekiel Elliott and put him behind Sam Bradford. Now I admit I wasn't with you wrong. on that one. Uh, you, you weren't with me on that one. And you were right. I was wrong. <laughs> I was I I was wrong. Yeah and, yeah. and even when they got you know, when they got Carson Wentz, I'm like, no, you know, let's let's groom this guy. This guy went to but North Dakota State. You don't start this man right away. We need to start Sam Bradford. That's you weren't the only one saying that. You weren't the only one saying that. I was I was on the start Sam Bradford right up until Minnesota said we'll give you a first round round pick for him. (laughs) As soon as Minnesota Uh said, Hey, we'll give you a first for hey. Hey, thanks for coming out, Sam. God in with the Sammy Sosa. Yeah. Peace out. Peace out, brother. You know, we, we, it, had, it we had Sam is. Bradford and DeMarco Murray, and we were excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Excited it, it, about that. It makes you appreciate Jalen, uh, DeAndre Swift, and, and uh, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith that much more. I, 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 Jordan I, I, Matthews I, uh, as your number Jordan one Matthews. receiver. Jay oh. Matthews, what? I, and I like Jay Matthews, but yeah, I, I, that I, man I, had to run like a four eight forty. Oh my goodness! Painful, baby. You know, you, you, you took me. You, you took me. You, you know. Mm-hmm. And I like Jordan Matthews. He, he had too. good hands. Yeah. He could he catch did. the he ball. Was, he good. Had, he, had a good, he wasn't good, running good away attitude. from anybody. No. Jerry's Rice cousin, man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We were hoping some of that wore off on it. <laughs> oh, oh man. Those, those I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the clock, so I know we got to let you go soon. We can talk this sport, Philly sports all night. Oh, uh, yeah. But no I'm going to shift gear slightly because mm-hmm. there was another big thing that happened in Philly this week. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the Harden deal? Uh, you know what? It was as much drama that was surrounding James Harden, man. It, mm-hmm. it was best, you know what I mean, to get that deal done sooner or later. And I, I was talking to so many people, kind of like, 
man, I don't even know how this situation is going to unfold because it got ugly, like, yeah. like quick. It got ugly. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what are they going to do? This guy, he's opted into this $35.6 million. Like, who wants that for a 34-year-old heart and who's willing mm-hmm. to take on that contract? And what do we get? You know what I mean? So it was a lot of questions. But, you know, when it happened, I'm looking at the deal and I'm kind of like the Sixers, the Sixers won this deal because you have – compensation i was listening to one of you guys' podcasts and mike you brought that up where in this deal you were looking for some compensation you know for the future so mm-hmm. it's like they got compensation for the future they got a couple wing guys who are expiring contracts but i think the part that's not being talked about a lot is how much money they freed up between him and pj tucker and now they could possibly mm-hmm. make another big splash so for me i feel pretty good about the trade like it, it wasn't going to get any better it was going to get uglier and uglier uglier and uh, i think he started to show up to kind of help him like hey look other teams i'm showing up even though it's mm-hmm. not nice and the the clippers bought into that and now you know i love that people are saying they're going to win the 2017 championship now <laughs> so, so for me I, i'm okay with the deal i think uh you know i'm just fully prepared for the Sixers to get eliminated in the first or second round hopefully not but i just believe that that's that's just the max of their success coming up but I, i'm okay with the trade and uh, i'm looking forward to see what the future holds for this team so i'll fill you in on one thing real quick the clippers n- now okay a backup i maintain a list of point guards you cannot win with in the NBA. <laughs> Guys, you cannot win with as your starting point guard. That, that is a, that is a staple of the Jonesy and Brown. That is a staple of the Jonesy and Brown show. Like, I would love to hear that list right now. You, you, you might be able to use them in other ways, but if they're your starting point guard, your, your primary ball handler, you yeah. will not win. We'll put right. it like this. At the least Clippers, two of them are on the Clippers right now. Oh, the Clippers have two of the top three guys then. <laughs> two of the top three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's that, that that third? Um, would you say that's Chris Paul? Mm-mm, Kyrie. Okay. Oh, no, see, you were gonna say Kyrie. I was gonna say Trey Young. Uh, Trey Trey Young, Trey Young's on there too, but mm-hmm. he, he's number four only because people are starting to realize about Trey Young and the buzz is falling on him. Mm-hmm. His rookie year, I got so tired of hearing about how good people thought he was. I'm like, you'll never win this way. Yeah, he's Steph, but not efficient. Yeah, Steph is special. Because everyone knows he takes bad shots. He's just such good a, sh- a good shooter, he'll make them. Right, bad shots for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> for but, Steph, it seems like a layup. That dude is not real, man. He's but not a for Trey Young, they're bad shots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he likes to shoot them, too, man. E- exactly. He's in the parking lot. He's looking for his own points before he's looking to run the offense. He takes terrible shots, and he doesn't play defense. Can't win like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, I think, I, you know, they, whatever. I don't know what type of success they'll have out there, but I do believe that there's going to be an issue with all of those guys playing mm-hmm. together. Um, and like like Harton said today, uh, well, he said in a, in a press conference, I'm, oh, I'm, not a system, I'm not a system player. I'm a system. I am and the I'm system. Like, <laughs> how is that going to work? Like, you got two, you got Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and then you got Russ, and then you got Hart, and and, and mm-hmm. he's the system. Okay, so glad that he's yeah. gone now. You, I, I just, I just right. that was a corny. Kawhi, a corny yeah. Kawhi and Paul George are clearly still the best two players on the team. I mean, come on. And I mean, like, Russell Westbrook's answer to every problem is more Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. So 
I have no idea how this works as a unit. It's a lot of talent, but as a it's team, a I don't, as a team, I don't see it going beyond the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. I'm I'm not even sure. Like, I'm not sure who even put it out there. I think somebody on Twitter put it out. Like, they they put a picture of the of the Clippers. Like, who can stop this team? And I'm like, first of all, load management is going to stop this team. <laughs> second of all. <laughs> They're still not better than Phoenix. They're still not better than Golden State. They're still not better than Denver. You and know? I don't think they're better than the Lakers. Oh, they, and I'm not okay. extremely and I'm not extremely high on the Lakers. I'm not high on the Lakers either, but I think the but Lakers think, uh have more players that could play together well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They fit as a, they fit better as a team. Mm-hmm. Their their best players are injury prone and 39, but yeah. they actually do fit well as a team. Your in- yeah. concerns with the Lakers are like, can they make it to the finish line? Not can they play together? Yeah. So, no, definitely. I, and I actually think the young Kings, and we didn't mention Denver. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about the Kings a lot, man. No. The Kings no. are a tough team, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they the are young a tough ki- team. The young ki- Kings are figuring out how to play, and they'll be a tough out. And Denver is still Denver. So exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So not much change wait, there with that team. Exactly. As far as as far as that trade goes for me, I a couple of concessions, couple of concessions, and couple of like like long time thoughts. Like I've always been somebody who said, you trade a superstar, you should get a superstar. But that being said, I know that James Harden. I, I don't believe that James Harden is a superstar anymore. And that was truly a deal of just get what you can get, get the the mm-hmm. best deal that you can get. And I thought yeah. that's what it was. There was not. There wasn't a deal to be made for James Harden that was going to put this team on the same level as a Milwaukee or a Boston. That yeah. guy, a, a guy that puts them up in that upper echelon, just wasn't available for James Harden. So what did they? So they got rid of the two worst contracts on the team. Mm-hmm. Brought in a bunch of guys. Brought in a bunch of guys on expiring contracts who all have one thing in common: they play to the strengths of the two teams that are above the Sixers in mm-hmm. the standings. You, you got, got length, couple, you got athleticism, defensive ability, and, a, My, and guys who can shoot. Eating, got got a couple of guys who can hit an open jumper. I yeah. think Marcus Morris can hit that open three from the corner a little bit better than PJ mm-hmm. Tucker could. I definitely Nick think Nick Nick can make a shoot, can do it. make yeah. shots. Yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. My so, only thing know, with this trade, where right now I still have it as an incomplete grade, because. I'm waiting to see what Maury, who I do not have the most trust in, does with the assets he just acquired. Because I think as is, this team will win 45, 50 games. But without somebody to control the offense, you'll lose to the better teams in the playoffs. 100%. So I still want to see them make another move to bring in a primary ball handler. Yes. So right now I'm I have it as an incomplete because you weren't going to be able to get the direct move hardened for that guy, but you may be able to do something now. I, Those I are th- my exact th- thoughts, man. Mm-hmm. Those are my exact thoughts because, and I was just about to ask you guys that, like, I feel like we need another guard, right? Because mm-hmm. like Maxi, I see the potential with Maxi, right? He shows you he can score thirty, right, on any given night. So my thing is just just like I do think that they need more guard help. But just kind of go back to what you said, John, it's just like they were never going to get a superstar for a superstar because, like you said, number one, Harton's not a superstar anymore. Number two, he kind of hurt his value with the way he handled the situation. Yeah. Number three, the type of money that was attached to him, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like 
I just feel like people don't that it's not the same hearted of old. So mm-hmm. you were never going to get that superstar. But I agree with the analysis that it's an incomplete trait because draft picks are not the same as they are in the NBA as they are in the NFL. So yeah. they don't carry as much value. After you get out of like the top 10 picks in the NBA, it's like, who are mm-hmm. these guys? Right. And you're lucky to hit on a guy, anything past that. So they could combine these picks and I, he might need to get some tips from Howie on how to make a deal happen. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I would like to see them make another move, especially with the money that they freed up. I, I, I just think they, they were able to give themselves a little more optionality. If I may use an old uh, Sam Henke word, <laughs> they have some optionality and mm-hmm. a, a little bit more. And it's not necessarily that they are, you know, considerably better than they were before but i feel like you know in the end i think this was this was a 45 to 50 win team that is mm-hmm. still going to be a 45 to 50 win team yeah. but they're more i think they are more uh they're better at defending the wings which is yeah. a big thing dealing I, with M- milwaukee and boston in the east for sure I don't think that yeah. this 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 trade definitely does not make them better than Boston or Milwaukee, but no. I feel a little bit more confident in a hey, just tip it up and hey, you know, let's see I, what happens. I think you know, it lets you I, match up with Boston and Milwaukee better because you're mm-hmm. able to because def- when you, anytime you played Boston last year, I all JB, you'll remember I always had the same question: who's defending the wings? Yep, because we we just didn't have guys that could do that. They could do yep. Now now you do. Yeah. You, like, I, I'm gonna say, I can't believe I'm about to say this name. Oh, go ahead, say but, it. Say it. <laughs> even getting Roco in the return is a serviceable piece. Oh man, I can't disagree with that because he's not coming back with the same expectations we had for okay. a guy like Roco when he left, thinking he was going to be a starter, defensive yeah. player of the year type. He's coming back. With the expectations he's to a be role a role player. player. He's a role guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and for that, I and think he can, it, he can it knock works. down shots sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Now I hope he's I hope he's learned how to make layups since he was here the last time. Because that was the real problem with Rocco. <laughs> but well, we, we, we will see. We, we will see. We, we will see. Who's the starting five now? With this new with these new players. That, you that's put, a very you good put question. Oubre at the starting three or two. Now, I like Ubre coming off the bench. I still like him playing with that second. I still like him playing with that second unit. Mm-hmm. My court, like, do you do you stay small with Tobias at the four? And where was it? You had uh, yeah, Tyrese and, and Melton in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. I oh, think that stays the same for now. Yeah, it has. I think it has to. Mm-hmm. And who was playing? Well, you had PJ. Well, let's see. So you're either going to start Morris or Ubre alongside Tobias. Depends on if you want to be a little bigger or you want to Depends move Tobias the to the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. agree. It depends on the matchup that night, which they're playing right now. I don't know. Can we get an update on this score here? Uh, they're, they're playing Toronto. They are playing Toronto right, right now. I, 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 can I can't turn my head. My TV's oh. over there, and I can't see it. <laughs> I'll have the score for you in a couple seconds. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they're playing Toronto now, and they're uh, up for fifty eight forty nine at, at halftime. There you go. There like you go. It. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. I there like you go, it. Nick Nurse, just still owning his former team. 
I, I just feel like the Sixers, I think the conference is not as strong, so I still feel like they can get one of those top seeds going into the playoffs. I just don't feel like they have a deep run in them with the roster that they have right now. And I hope I'm wrong as a Sixers fan, but right now I just don't have that confidence. I agree, but I do think they're in better position going forward to build a team oh, that yeah. can make deep runs than they were a week ago. Oh, yeah, I agree. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. All right, real quick before we let you go, Tyrone, tell people who watch this podcast, who, who watch this show, who are listening over the weekend, they're like, yo, this dude, Tyrone Sharper, knows what he's talking about. I like <laughs> him. Where can we find more of him? Where can we find more of Tyrone Sharper? <laughs> well, you can watch me on PHL 17 in the morning. PHL 17. <laughs> this man knows what he's doing. You can watch me there. I mean, I'm not always talking sports on there. You know, our, our city in Philadelphia a little rough right now, so it could be a murder story. I could be smiling and cheesing about an Eagles win. But uh, I'll be on PHL 17. You can follow me on Instagram at TSharperTV. I also have a YouTube channel where I do some fun daily vlogging with my family. Um, it's called Sharp Vlogs. If you want to search me up on there. Um, on Twitter, T Sharper underscore three. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Give me a follow, man. I always appreciate it. Always a pleasure. My, look, man, you are you're now being welcomed and indoctrinated into the Jonesy and Brown family. I appreciate it. Just man. know that this means that we'll be calling on you to come on our show all the time. Hey, <laughs> um, hey, I would love to come. You back, know, man. it, 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 uh, it you're always welcome. Exactly. Just when you that, think you're tired, like, look, man, I'm tired of these dudes. You know, they don't know what they're talking about. They keep bothering me. And then that's what that'll be when we hit you up. Like, hey, man, if you ain't busy, why don't you jump on the spot <laughs> with us? Hey, look, sports. this is great, man. When you message me, it was like a full circle moment. You you do remember when I interned at Fox 29, right? Yes. Yeah. Back, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Of course I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, of course. 2020. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember those those days. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, was yeah. it was definitely good, man, to join you guys, man. I Look, I can do this stuff all day. I love my Philly teams and I love my mm -hmm. Philly people. So, yeah, anytime, man, let me know. Just shoot me a message. All right, we'll hey, do, we're a safe place, so if you ever have anything you need to get off your chest that you can't exactly. say on TV, that's we're, what we're here for. Listen, if we're, we're we lose, if the Eagles lose Sunday, I might need to be on. <laughs> Hit us up, man. Look, we we, we are the city sounding board, yeah, especially man, especially especially to the professionals. Like they they come to us, the things that their job might not let them say on their air. Yeah, you are more than welcome. To come right. stay on ours. We we, no doubt. we will protect. Well, I don't know if we'll protect you, but look, you know, you can say it. <laughs> we won't directly it. connect you to your job, so we won't tag right. your job or mention them or anything. So okay, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll I'll be good anyway. So they they safe with. I'm I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, once again, Tyro, thank you, thank you for coming on, man. We appreciate you, brother. Mm, thank right, you, guys. Later. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Tyro Sharper. Look, man, oh, that, was that, was, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hey, you let us know what you think of this show. Hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twix. That's my new name for it now. <laughs> Twix. Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. We are at Jonesy and Brown, or you can follow us at BITW Sports. Download this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just go to BITWSports.com. Mike Jones, it's another show, sir.
We have another one in the books. Another one yeah. in the books. Cowboys coming up. Yes, we gonna kill them dudes, man. I, I have I a good feeling that. about this one. I do have a good feeling. I, I I too have a good feeling about this. And if it all goes wrong, we got two weeks to complain about it, man. Two whole weeks to complain so, about this. Shout out to M uh M L Carter. Do you, you know this person? I do. Uh, he or she? She. Yeah, okay. It's all good. He says, I like Twix. I don't know what she's talking about the candy or she's talking about my term for Twitter and X. But either way, I appreciate that comment. I like Twix. You know, we're going we gonna to stick with that. But once again, hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twix. Jonesy and Brown, B-I-T-W Sports. JB, real quick before we get out of here. What's up? Couple seconds or less. I got the Eagles 3121. What do you got? You said 3121? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey man, you know what? I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. 3410. Wow. Close. Wow. This game ain't close. 3410. Well, there see. it is. There we go. You said 31 31-24? I said I said 31-21. I got it by 10. 30, let, me, let me take out the let, let me get out the pad and pencil. 31-21. And I said 34-10. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Jones and Brown Show. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy sports. We'll talk to you guys next week. We out, y'all. Peace. This podcast is a production of Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. To subscribe. Download and follow on social media. Go to bitwsports.com. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown.